welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a weekly show recorded live from the Upload Virtual Studios, where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. My name is Kyle, Operations Manager at Upload, and let's see who we have with me this week. Over here to my right. Hi, Ian. Thank you for joining us. Excellent. And over here to my left. It's me, Tatiana. Woohoo. First story this week is that Valve has sold through the immediate index stock straight away. Poof. As soon as it went live on March 9th, it was gone. And uh, shipping is now backed up to eight weeks. Eight weeks. That's that's two months. Uh, yeah. Ian, what are you what is your hot take on this? Oh, well, I, I can't wait to hear from all those people that got in in that first hour, right, and and probably got it before Alex. Like, those are the people that were really ready, really wanted it, had their, you know, credit cards loaded into Steam and were ready to hit that button right at 10 o'clock. And, you know, I, I hope that those – I hope there's a significant number of those people who have been in the queue for a while here waiting for an index and waiting to have that sort of top-tier – uh, experience with Half-Life Alex because that's the promise, right? That you can go up to 144 hertz and have a really uh, present experience, you know, where you feel like you're that much more there because the uh, there's less dis timing between the frames, and then you've obviously got the index controllers, which let you do a few optional interactions with the the space with the the actual gripping. Yeah. What do you think, Tatiana, about all this? It's kind of crazy. Um, my buddy Sim, he got in in the first hour, and he's actually expecting to get his on Friday, hopefully. Uh, he showed oh, me the wow. screenshot, and it said, like, shipping soon, and this was, I think, yesterday or the day before, and he's only in Portland, so doesn't have to go too far, hopefully. Uh, hmm. But, yeah, it's it, the coronavirus, I think, is, you know, is really affecting a lot of, of tech and delivery dates and stuff. Like, a friend of mine, uh, her sister was going to go buy a new iPhone. She's going to get the 11 Pro Max, and she couldn't because they didn't have any stock because of the coronavirus. Oh, man. It's crazy. It, it's nuts. So, and that leads me to a big question that I have about this, is that when Valve went live to sell these on March 9th, did they already have uh, a huge stock, a storeroom somewhere full of them that they can sell, and as the orders come in, they ship them out one by one, uh, or is this an in, in anticipation of a shipment coming uh, on a big boat or Across the ocean. I mean, do we have any solid information on that, Ian? No solid information, but they sort of knew that they've they've been alerting us ahead of time that number one, we want to get back in stock before Half Life Alex arrives, and then again they later updated us to say, well, actually, because of coronavirus, we're not going to have as many as we planned. And I'm, I'm guessing they've got some internal lead time there where they really are making sure that they're getting their hands on these things before actually making promises they can't keep. Because, you know, the last thing you want to do is disappoint people right at the last second there and get their hopes up that they're going to get this top tier experience with Half-Life Alex right before the game is, is supposed to ship and then say, oops, we're, we're not actually going to get it to you. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know, Tatiana, have you done the math? I mean, if you ordered it on the 9th and Alex comes out later in the month, how many of these people how many of these people are actually going to get their index before it comes out? 
Well, we don't have like a solid or like estimate of how many units were sold, do we? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's. I figure that it's going to be fifteen percent that get theirs before Alex comes out, or in Mm. time rather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder about the. I wonder how many cancellations they had when those people didn't get their immediate shipping. Yeah, on Reddit, I was mm. seeing that like people were basically getting bumped up because people would cancel their orders because they didn't want to mm, wait. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow, that's that. cool. Okay, so we just need everybody who ordered it beforehand. It just just cancel. You're not going to get it before Alex. So just cancel so that way <laughs> other people can come in. No, that's silly. I'm not going to suggest that. Um, it's it's kind of neat though to know that. Um, you know, Valve made a big deal of this. Now, we have seen that there have been shortages of Oculus headsets and other tech. Um, do we think that there's going to be a trend? Do you think, like, Facebook Oculus will say, okay, now we've got a whole bunch of quests and come and order them and do kind of like an event like this? Yeah, I, I kind of hope that, well, obviously, we're watching the coronavirus numbers and supposedly China uh, has very few cases being reported daily now. And Maybe their factories are up and running, and maybe they're able to assemble more, more of these various devices. Um, actually, is Quest? Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. Hopefully, this, this the the factories are rolling again. They're actually going to fix these supply issues pretty soon. Obviously, we had GDC planned for next week, and that would have been rip <laughs> a, a, a lot of announcements. And we yeah. just heard this morning on we've got we've got a story up there on uploadvr.com that. Uh, Facebook has announced their sort of blog post series and various videos that they're going to post next week in lieu of GDC. So we'll get some some news out of Facebook at least next week. And obviously Half-Life Alex is right after. So it's going to be a busy couple weeks. It's, you know, I would yeah. imagine there's wow. going to be a lot of people that are going to want headsets soon if mm-hmm. they don't already. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a thing. Uh, okay, well let's. Uh, oh, we have comments. Do we have anything? Uh... <laughs> uh, suicidal banana says hello, and uh, hello. Adam Hartswell says just stay home and play Skyrim VR for two weeks. Virus can't get you in VR. Yeah, yeah. Like the meme. You know? I heard someone suggest that we should move society to Animal Crossing, and yeah, there's places in VR chat and. Animal Crossing, uh, though. Alt space. Eh, what? Eh, what? Yes, it's an unpopular opinion. Moving on to the next piece <laughs> of news. Uh, it looks like HTC is responding to all the coronavirus stuff and aims to host a 2020 Vive ecosystem conference in VR. Wow. Uh, Okay, so uh, we've all been tweeting and talking about it. Where are the virtual conferences? Who's going to do it first? Who's going to do it second? Who's going to do it right? Ian, what do you think? Yeah, they're using the Engage VR platform from uh, – I always mix up their name, but uh, VR Education or Education Correct. VR. I think it's VR mm-hmm. Education. They're, uh, they're the makers of Apollo 11. I backed that Kickstarter back in the day, my favorite – Yep. You know, favorite uses of VR is to sort of expand your mind and understand the universe and nothing better than Apollo 11 to kind of do that. And yeah, so they've got this Engage platform that lets you kind of teach in VR and experience settings that were made for their platform. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it works. I was just mentioning this on my Twitter feed this morning of 
you know, there's this serendipity that happens at physical conferences where, you know, just happening to walk by someone and say, oh, hi, I didn't, I didn't know you were going to be here. And I don't know if you can capture that in VR. Uh, and even if you do, you're, <laughs> I went into the Half-Life Alex environments in Steam and the very first thing I saw was a bad word, a really, really bad word written tilt brush style in the middle of the air in <laughs> like city 17 in the half-life so my very first experience in half-life you know in their steam vr home environment was this horrendously offensive word written for all the people there to see and like yeah if you don't have good troll protections and social tools museum of other realities is out there and they've got a really nice system in place Ian, i, I want to apologize if i had known you were coming in right after me i wouldn't have written that what but never mind. It, it, never, yep. So, never, Tatiana, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tatiana, way over his head. Uh, you've been to a lot of conferences over. The I have. I have been to uh, a lot of conferences. Yes. What What are your thoughts on? Uh, oh, VR I get it conference? now. I got the joke. There it, it is. Took me. Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Finally. Uh, oh, I'm so upset. What, what, what do you think? Uh, would you go to them? Would you enjoy them? Would they give you the same experience that you're used to? Would they give me the same experience? No, like 100% no. Like I, I say it all the time. CES for me is better than Christmas. I love walking around. I love seeing the stuff, getting my hands physically on it. Like CES is like, especially CES for me would just be, I could not do that virtually. Um, but like maybe something like GDC, if I was just, you know, demoing games or something, I could see it being convenient and working out, but mm -hmm. there's, like you said, there's, you know, when you run into people or, or you only see certain people at these certain events that you actually enjoy being around and talking to, you don't, Ian just dived into the table. Why did you do that? I, I grabbed my phone so I could tweet out the link to the video and... Yeah, it was uh, terrifying. Was over there, so I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I freaked you out. Yeah, uh, just, but yeah, you. I just, I don't think I would get that same. Well, feeling. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do know that there's this feeling of like I can't like oh look at this new monitor oh how how look at how thin it is oh wait a minute I can't actually physically touch and so tactical response isn't quite there. Well, and you said like monitor too. Like I remember someone, I think it was me and Sean walking around at E3 or not E3 CES. And like someone was recording, you know, the new 8K Sony TV with their phone. He was like, you big dumb idiot. You are recording <laughs> this 8K TV with your 1080p recording phone. What do you think that's going to do for you and the people you are showing this to? And he's absolutely right. And I think like stuff like monitors and stuff and peripherals will be the same thing. It's like you are limited by whatever your system is. So if you have, right you know, a, a 1080 and not a 2080, you know, you're limited to what that gives you. Right. But right now. So we're in the infancy of the idea of virtual Cor conferences. Correct. So it, it'll take time to evolve. And to, to your point about, uh, you know, casually walking by and going, oh, hi, haven't seen you in a while. I personally have had some social experiences in VR where that actually has occurred and uh you know just like uh when we're at an expo and you see this weird circle of people kind of form just naturally i mean it's a it's a a pod of 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 geeks or you know uh or if john carmack we call it a carmack of geeks <laughs> when they're all standing around john carmack at, at like um 
you know, connect, it, it does happen naturally. And so I think a lot of the social cues and the social nuances that we're used to at these expos can happen in, in VR. It's just it we all need to learn that that's okay. So, yeah, I, I think the, the trick there, though, is that uh, with GDC and uh, E3 in particular, those events are about popularizing software and getting more eyeballs in front of games that more, you know, peop- there's a combination of the serendipity with, oh, do you want to go check this out? And so, like, mm-hmm. you can just put a headset on real quick and see what the person is making and go, oh, cool. And have a conversation about that piece of software that you wouldn't have had, and there's no, there's no like equivalent of that yet. Horizon, I think, may want to be that kind of thing where it's like, oh, let's let's go off to my Horizon world real quick and check out what's over there after you have that kind of serendipity experience. You know, that is a good segue. Thank you, Ian, to our next <laughs> piece of news, which is actually about Facebook Horizon. Facebook Horizon closed alpha begins this month. Uh and they had a bunch of people NDAs for it. Uh which is a good sign because if you if you're at a point where you're having people sign NDAs, that means there's something worth showing them that you don't want the general populace to know about yet. Um I, what 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 are your thoughts on that? Mm. I I don't like the NDAs though cuz it's a, it's like our enemy, right? Because it scares people from wanting to talk about it. and I guess I understand it. The, the thing about Horizon and VR Chat and Rec Room is they all have more or less kind of rudimentary visual scripting systems where you can embed logic and rules into your world using what, I don't know, simple tools where you can just instantly comprehend you're grabbing this thing, you're doing this thing, you're connecting them together. And there's no learning curve to actually interact with these tools and get them to work in your space. And I I would imagine that is the the secret sauce that Facebook wants to kind of NDA and keep secret Mm -hmm. until they're ready. I think the thing is there that there's amazing things out there being done in Rec Room and in VR Chat. And VR Chat has its tools for for doing this too. It's just, uh, it's one of those things where uh, Facebook has so many resources, so many millions of dollars, and they can kind of expend, they, they, they can, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, they can copy what is the best of what little startups are doing and do it better and faster in theory. Uh, I'm not saying that Horizon is going to be any better than Rec Room or VR Chat, but there definitely is a sense that they're in a race to provide the most robust tools for making virtual worlds while immersed in a virtual world. And mm-hmm. I would hate to see Facebook get kind of the the complete ownership of that entire you know, a very large segment of that. There, there needs to be some variety of that market. Sure, sure. And, and based on what I have seen on Horizon so far, it looks like, you know, uh, Facebook wants to give you a, a really good social experience from the waist up. So if you want legs, you may want to check out some of the other social platforms, just saying. Uh, you know, Tatiana, I'm curious. Uh, 
have you spent much time in the social experiences that are available for VR currently, such as uh, Rec Room, VR Chat, uh, maybe some of the other ones, Altspace, Sansar? Not a lot. Um, I've had my one experience with screaming Russian Kermit in VR Chat. Mm. I've returned since. <laughs> Timeless classic, uh, yes. I, I honestly, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, Rec Room, I've, I've done a little bit of. Like, I like the paintball gun stuff mm -hmm. um but i i guess i just need to like find more people to do it with mm -hmm. um, and, and that is yeah. part of the challenge is when you walk in it's like going to a party alone and you don't yeah. know anybody there right right i mean some people can handle that and other people are like yeah i wish i had a little bit more comfort to go along um i, I feel like maybe we should do that maybe we should just yeah. have a uh, upload vr team just kind of Retreat. go around and check out all the different social uh yeah that's options i've been asking around i would love if you've got any cool uh vr chat worlds or rec room environments that you could recommend please leave them in the chat because we'd i'd love to visit some of these places before horizon gets into the wild so that we can kind of spotlight and really let people know what amazing things are being done in in some of these spaces that are already out there built by some smaller startups than Facebook. And, and that has been, I, I participated in something like that, uh, a similar concept of let's just tour around and see what else is going on. Uh, it's been a few years. And so I'm sure that things have evolved and oh, yeah. become a little bit more robust. So we'll have to see how that works. Is there anything from our chat that's worth? Uh, there's there's something that's that's very important. Ian said the secret sauce, and I think it's important to let everyone know that soon you can buy the Chick-fil-A sauce by the bottle. You eat Chick-fil-A? I'm the worst bisexual person in the world. Please don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a Popeye guy myself. Uh, There's no Popeyes close to here. <laughs> I'd have to drive all the way to Inglewood. Um, someone said that Half-Life should bring, or, or sorry, Valve should bring Half-Life Alex a week forward because of the, the pandemic. It's going to get worse in, you know, a week after that, I'm sure. Um, uh, someone's uh, Suicidal Bananas said they don't really want Facebook Horizon to happen because they're annoyed by people overusing social media, and I don't need them to make some VR Second Life thing. Um, and Suicidal Banana? Yeah, that's, that's their name. That's name, yeah. That's an appealing name. I liked it. Uh, Lucas Cunningham said a big issue is that they're the only one of their friends with VR, so they don't often use social games. And then Suicidal Banana said, just play them and meet new people. I've added quite a few people over the last two years from simply meeting them in VR. And Adam Hartswell said, Galaxy Brain. I'll be curious because so many of the uh, social uh, platforms like VR chat and I, I think Altspace and a couple of the, they have 2D they have you know screener mode where you can play it just on your uh, screen and not with without a headset I'm wondering if that's kind of like the gateway like get people mm. in that now and then when they see the appeal of everybody else wandering around doing all sorts of fun stuff and they're limited to their screen it might be a drive to get people to buy headsets here's here's an interesting question which i'm sure I, I feel both of you would probably have a strong opinion on this like do you think because a lot of people that i talk to that haven't really gotten to vr but kind of got into it before it was all through like the gear vr and daydream do you think that some sort of mobile phone type thing like gear vr is ever going to make a return and if so would it be successful 
so well <laughs> i i don't think so the there's the other avenue which is a wired in your pocket experience to a headset and nreal is trying to push that they've delayed it multiple times for an ar experience and you know we maybe maybe people will try that again you know the 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 cool uh Panasonic glasses that I tried could theoretically be powered that same way with a wire to your pocket or whatever. Do they ever give like uh, an estimated price point for that or no? No. No. Yeah. It's too, there's too many variables. They had no tracking on that system. And I, yeah. I would have to agree with in here that uh, the idea that having a phone on your face, I think that idea is gone. But the idea of the phone being a, a brain for a headset uh, that goes down a wire, I mean, I could see like people creating clothing that has a, uh, a, a wire at the bottom and at the top. That way you can just go snip, snip, and then you're in. Um, I, I see that coming uh, down the road. You so. can't make scissor hands. Scissor hands? Yeah. Oh, so no, yeah. No, really. like, like, can't I mean, we're, Snip, yeah, snip. we're of course waiting for the next generation of like wireless technologies, which could theoretically do that wirelessly. But then you've got to put a battery in both devices, and mm -hmm. then it's extra weight and bulk. And I don't know. It seems like the 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 standalone Quest system is off to a really, really, really strong Here, start. I got a perfect thing for you, Tatiana. Since you're wearing essentially what I I just talked about, they should design. You just take the 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 little dongle hanging down for your pull string, and you just plug that into your headset. And then on the bottom, there's one that goes down to the phone or a pocket. Oh, maybe the phone plugs I thought in. you meant like in real life. I was like, oh, I'm no, wearing my see, pajamas. <laughs> we're having blurred lines here of reality and virtual. Yes. Uh, so just the pull strings on your. They've made headphone yeah. jackets like that. Yeah. Or like the, the yeah. strings or the, the headphones. I could see that coming. But uh, but yeah, so Facebook Horizon, uh, what do no we legs. have? We don't have an actual um, release date or any yeah. time frame. We don't we don't have any idea. And we know that Facebook canceled or, or delayed, whatever it is, F8. Uh, is it possible that they were going to announce that at F8? Oh, it seems likely. I would bet, yeah, they, uh, that that was kind of going to be a big push. But again, I don't know how big an announcement they want to do if it's if it's still going to stay closed at this point, and they're not really opening it wide. Um, what I guess I should add that I did try a very early version at OC six, mm -hmm. and the most notable thing there was that there was an, a, a very obvious difference in how would I word this interactivity of the world, whether it had been built in unity or whether it had been built with Facebook's visual scripting, making VR tools. So they had like a very serious flying around game, shooting at other planes mm -hmm. that was built in unity. And then they had more simplistic, let's, let's resize this tree and place it over there stuff that you could do while in VR and there was a very large gap in sort of how appealing those worlds were. And it really underscores the fact that we know Facebook has tried to buy Unity in the past and mm. how badly they need a tool like Unity to differentiate their offerings from what Rec Room can do to build on top of Unity and what other companies can do to build I 
on top of Unity. I couldn't imagine if Facebook bought Unity. I mean, that would just be unreal. <laughs> gosh oh man i'm sorry i'm sorry they just come out uh anything from the uh comments uh, that, that one that yep uh <laughs> adam hartswell asks if we have any speculation about nvidia's march 19th announcement um Yes. If it's the next level, the next generation of GPUs, I'm going to throw my 2080 out the window and, and scream for months. And yeah, there's lots of speculation. Lots yeah. of speculation. Just... That's all it is, though. Because I know that, like, you know, when I talk to them, you know, like, anything prior to the 20 series, like, they want to basically deem irrelevant and, you know, not a thing. So it's possible that... Maybe they'll announce like an even more like budgetary 20 series line to get rid of all the 10 series cards out mm. there. I don't know. Maybe more mm. VR stuff did win our People's Choice Awards at CES this year. Um, Ooh, maybe a, a new things. standard cable connection no. <laughs> that everybody will struggle to make compatible yeah. stuff. There you go. Then we got to buy a bunch of dongles and stuff. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the next piece of news then, which is Live Mixed Reality. It's now, uh, it's got beta support for Oculus Quest, which is really cool. Uh, and it looks like it works on both PC and iPhone. Ian, have you ever tried using Live? <laughs> yes, uh, it's, it's sort of the... So I, I did some of the earliest mixed reality tests. You know, I was one of the first, I think it was Fantastic Contraption was one of the first apps to really oh, right. innovate yep. this, where what they did was they split the view into VR on your screen into four quadrants and then uh, let you basically have a foreground, a background, and then composite them all in OBS. You, you have one layer for the foreground, one layer for the background, and then it's all tracked. So, uh, then uh, Liv kind of took that idea and went with it and really refined it into a usable product and SDK that they've been rolling out to various devs who allow you to, to do these things. Um, so I've used Liv at various times, and it's uh, great for capturing Beat Saber and pistol whip footage, so you can kind of show exactly what you're seeing in VR. Jamie's trying to enter. Ooh. Hi, Jamie. Guess who got the timings wrong between? <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh! Did you guys have your daylight savings today? No, you had it last week, and I have been correcting companies all week about them getting their embargoes wrong, and then I got this wrong, and now I feel very stupid. <laughs> At least in my opinion. That's pretty magic. Uh -huh. All right, well, we'll start over. <laughs> Hello, and no, I'm kidding. Uh, Ian, <laughs> no. So, Ian, um, so you've tried oh, live. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I love it. It's just there's there's a big setup is obviously really a pain always with green screens and with any mixed reality footage. Like there's there's a it, it's it's not worth doing if there's a lot of setup it's like it's like the vr story period right it's it's what keeps people out of vr is when i have to set up my two sensors every time and connect the thing to the computer it's just too much friction and that's still what mixed reality is and uh at some point last year i wanted to use an iphone and it, it's really a cool idea to be able to hook up your iphone to your pc and use it as a webcam 
for doing things like mixed reality. And it's just a nightmare. Uh, and Liv has an iOS app, which is incredible. In theory, it's a beta. It's very early. But wow, if they can get that to work wirelessly, you've got an incredible, incredible platform there for showing what it's like to be in a virtual world effortlessly. And I really hope that they're they're able to push that platform as well as they can. I've got the app installed. I have yet to get it working. That's where I'm at too. Yeah. I, I want to try this though. I want to try this so badly because I, I agree with you. I think that this is going to be, uh, I don't want to say revolutionary, but it's definitely going to step up some people's game in turn, literally and figuratively uh, about capture and things like that. And I really enjoy all the, the mixed reality capture stuff. I mean, I would like to do more of it if uh, I could find a way to just pick up and go, let's do this. I don't well, know. So well, I was going to say they're they're requiring A12 and A13 processors on your iPhone, but they will do automatic background removal. They'll recognize the human in the scene and then knock out the background mm-hmm. automatically and combine that to, in theory on your PC and do all that. Obviously, the dream would be is is the Oculus app and you know if Steam ever did something similar with their app uh, for that to happen actually on the phone where you can just hold up your phone and look into the virtual world and record and stream. I mean, something that, that I do on a regular basis is I will, if, if my children are playing Beat Saber or something and they have friends over, I will uh, cast, uh, get on the app and, and cast their quest to the TV. And there's a slight delay, but I mean, it, 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 it's definitely a way to bring people into your experience. So it's not as secluded. I don't know, Tatiana, have you uh, played around at all with the mixed reality stuff? I have not actually. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think a lot of people haven't because I think it's not novice level stuff. I think it's a little bit more intermediate. How about you, Jamie? So I did a thing this week. Is that why you're all pointing at me? To, uh, to yep. Like... I'm excited. Okay. That's a perfect segue. Okay, cool. Is, wait, is that an item on the news or are we just. just it just about happened talk about naturally. The thing. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that brilliant segue. <laughs> Uh, last week, I went to see the the Vajo guys. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. They're, they're a Finnish company. So That's Vajo, how I say it, too. Vajo, uh, yeah. Vajo. Yeah. Anyway, um, they have just announced a really cool new feature for their enterprise-level stuff. So really, really cool uh, headset that we already knew about. Super, super high resolution, the highest resolution you'll find in a headset. But on the flip side, it costs $10,000. So no one's going to be buying it anytime soon. Or at least none of us are. Um, and they announced this week, like, uh, mixed, basically kind of like mixed reality, but like inside the headset uh, using Chroma King. So when you have a green, ski, uh, green screen in a room, um, they can use the pass through cameras, which they would usually use for like pass through AR or something like that, uh, and project virtual steam vr apps onto a green screen so i i saw them last week i went into a room about let's say like a quarter of the room was taken up by a green screen and the rest of the room was just you know as usual um and as i was looking through i need my hands a little just to kind of as i was looking through like uh at the pass-through screen which is again is a ten thousand dollar headset incredibly incredibly high fidelity from that alone uh lovely great big picture of the modern world, the modern world, the real world right there. And then I turn around and suddenly I'm in Google Earth. And if I'm like close enough to it, like I'm entirely 
uh, covered in Google Earth just like I would be in a normal VR app. It's really, really convincing. So if I look like halfway in between, I've got like this weird little like window into the world of Google Earth in my real surroundings. And not only that, but then I could bring up my hands and obviously my hands aren't green, so it could pick them apart and I'd have my hands in VR like... Again, looking really, really crisp, really, really real, really fantastic. And then other people in the room could walk into the green screen and suddenly be in my virtual world, which is really, really cool. <laughs> it was uh, it was like utterly insane to see. Uh, at one point, one of the uh, the guys from Vajo picked up some of the green screen and like wrapped it around themselves. And then as they walked around the room, like it it kept working basically. So they were like they were like moving this window of Google Earth around the room. As I was looking, it was like, it was, and then when he stood in front of the green screen, it was like he was wearing like an invisibility cloak in Harry Potter or something. It was like really cool, really, really cool. I, I, I'm glad you said that because that was the immediate first thing I thought of is the Harry Potter, yeah, uh, invisibility cloak. That's amazing, yeah, yeah. And it's it's one of the future is gonna be so much fun, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go and, and update my whole wardrobe. I'm going chroma key all the way around. I want a chroma key, uh, set of gloves a beanie i want all I green all the time i wouldn't cross any roads like that though okay <laughs> just you know just keep safe yes <laughs> but yeah no that was really cool but like i say it's like it was a it's a ten thousand dollar headset and you know that's it's a really cool thing to me it doesn't have much practical use i'm not gonna set up my green screen in my home or whatever for that kind of thing right now but like for i mean they introduced it because a client asked them to um yeah, and I'm, for those kinds of people, it's it's a really big addition. Is that headset ten thousand dollars because it is still a like a prototype type of thing or a dev kit, or is it is there some magic voodoo in it that makes it that? It expensive? is. It is still a developer edition. This is the XL one, so that it does both full VR and the pass through AR. Um, and I mean, it, it, it's because it's a developer kit and it is also just when it comes to Vajo, you know, they don't like skimp on components in any way, shape or form. They have the best cameras, uh, both for, you know, pass through and then the best screens. Um, I mean, the screen is so high tech with Vajo that they can actually only get like a very concentrated bit of the super high resolution area in the middle of the screen. And then the rest is slightly lower resolution. Uh, slightly lower resolution um it's yeah it's insane it's like it's basically looking into the window of what you know what we'll hopefully have for headsets in like probably even like 10 years maybe but i don't know it it still has a transition there between the high res and low res screens right like yeah, is that still yeah, visible still there i think uh, the first time i tried a Vajo one was uh like a year and a bit ago and i i could be wrong but I felt like it was the difference between the two areas was less pronounced in the XL one, um, and I also felt like maybe it was a bit bigger, uh, the field of view. Mm. But yeah, it's cool. One day we'll have. Interesting. It. Anything from the comments? Um, Master Fu asked if the fake green screen with Connect is still a thing. The fake green screen. There are people Connect. still doing that's a Connect is an option in Live, um, so you mm -hmm. can connect connects to Live. And use it for some better segmentation, I believe. Hmm. Um, yeah, have you seen? The, I want to. I want to. I still need to try those avatars that Liv has, which are incredible. When you've got the, I've the seen light tracking, some in of them in the Beat Saber videos on YouTube. They're pretty crazy. They're very smooth. Yeah. I was very surprised. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Well, hey, let's move on to the next piece of news. It's actually our last piece of news for the week. Uh, Apex Construct. Uh, Apex. The, the, Apex. That's what I said, right? Apex. Yeah. You said I heard, Apex. I heard something different. Apex. Yes. You Apex. You, yes. Okay. Uh, Construct on, on Quest has outsold all other platforms combined. Okay. So the Quest version is the biggest. Uh, Jamie, how about you talk about that? Uh, it's pretty impressive, right? I, I asked the guys at Fast Travel. Um, they confirmed that, yes, that that milestone was passed last weekend. So I think by that time, Apex Construct had been out on Quest for 10 months. And it had been out on PSVR and PCVR for around 24 months. So that's, you know, over double the amount of time. And Quest has already um, surpassed it. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just another one of the stats that we keep seeing that of, of the difference this headset is, is making to this community, right? Like, it really is salvation for a lot of people in that finally, yes, something's coming along where people can start making some serious money on it. I mean, fast, fast travel games... They are not a small developer. They are, I don't know, probably like 15, 20 people in, in Stockholm right now. And they seem to be doing really well out of the, the Quest version of this game. So, I, you know, I think it, it, it speaks to the opportunity there. As, as, again, as many, many other stories have so far, right? We know that Dread Halls is selling better on Quest than it is on any other platform right now. Um, the Super We're hearing guys, it almost across the board. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah. It's a question of whether it's Apex is such a, a dramatic example, but we're hearing the rate uh, of sales on Quest is higher uh, than other platforms almost yeah, across sure. the board. Yeah, I, I wonder about the parity between the different versions. Uh, you know, a game like Dread Halls can run on a lower device, mm. uh, and obviously the Quest is is a little power restrained uh, in some ways. I, mm. I wonder about this game, Ape X Construct. See, I said it right. Uh, is the PC VR version and the PS VR version and the Quest version uh, how much parity is there between the three versions? I mean, have you? Yeah, that's played? a good question. Yeah, no, I played all the versions. Um... Mechanically, Apex Construct is all there on Quest, um, and and it kind of had, uh, it kind of had like an art style that, from the word go, was designed to kind of scale down. Because I, I mm -hmm. felt like I feel like the guys at Fast Travel had a kind of inkling that Quest might be a, a thing when they started uh, making the game. So it, I mean, it definitely is blurrier. It's definitely a lot more kind of monochrome and and. It's its textures are way more simple. Its lighting's way more simple. But it's it's one of those things that when you're when you're in the game and you're in the heat of a battle in Apex Construct, and it's a pretty intense game from that perspective, you just don't you just don't know, right? You don't. And and if anything, not having the wire is a, a better trade off than you know better graphical fidelity. I go between that with every game, but I definitely think in Apex Construct, that's one of the games hmm. that. You know, a wire. I, I it really gets in the way of the experience. Interesting. So. What what do we got, Tatiana? Uh, Boy Brown says that they think Apex Apex Construct sales on Quest is due to there being way better games, say, on the PSVR than the Quest at the moment, because the Quest doesn't have a lot of story-driven games. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a really good point. Like when you look at what's coming to Quest, it is a lot of kind of you know your your Beat Saber wannabes and. 
uh, a lot of multiplayer sports stuff, which is all great, like for introducing other people to the platform. But for for gamers that bought uh, Quest, Apex Construct is definitely one of the better choices out there right now. So that's a, that's a really good point. Hmm. Interesting. Can't believe I just okay. said gamers. Well, so let's. Let, let, let's let's move on to the next section of our show, which is called Release of the Week. And this is where we talk about what we're playing this week. And sometimes it's new, sometimes it's not. Let's start over here. Ian, what have you played this week? Uh, Eleven. I played a bunch of Eleven. I got the paddles. Uh, so I, I had the 3D printed paddles. Got them. Eleven, 11 table, table tennis. tennis. Yeah. yeah, Eleven table tennis. So... Uh, yeah, I've got the paddles. So these are 3D printed, and they provide the grip of a ping pong paddle. And then they move the controller up to the paddle area. And so it sort of balances out the weight of the paddle a little bit so that it's more, it feels more like a ping pong paddle in your hand. And then I played on two quests in my living room, back and forth same with time. my wife. Yeah, with back and forth with my wife with no latency. It was like two seconds of, or two milliseconds mm. of latency. And it was incredible. It was one of the most realistic simulations I've ever, I've ever experienced. My family, my brother is a uh, huge table tennis player. I've had table tennis table in my house since I was like three years old. I remember you know, making my brother mad because I tried cleaning his table tennis table for him with the wrong materials as a surprise when I was like four years old. One of my horrid memories from when I was a kid was what a know, lovely story. almost ruining his table tennis table that he's <laughs> playing professionally on. He's got robots to practice with. I mean, it's very serious. Wait, what? And then I, yeah, my brother that- has a, like a robot that sits on the other end of the table and spits balls at you and does different oh, types of okay. spin on it and yeah, I, think, I thought you meant like full-on humanoid robot. I was like, hey, I gotta get me one then. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's it's like a, it's like those tennis ball shooters, but yeah, it's table tennis ball. But to be able to do that in my living room without a physical table, without the physical balls, without having to run over <laughs> and find the balls everywhere in the room, Stop just it. incredible. <laughs> You missed him earlier saying it would be unreal if Facebook bought Unity. Oh, no, Unity. I heard it. For a second, I, I, almost, <laughs> I considered not joining this week when I heard that joke for a second. Ah, <laughs> uh, mighty power that my dad jokes have. I love it. Uh, that's really cool, Ian. I had no idea. And to have your level of, uh, I guess, endorsement uh, uh, for, for the experience is wonderful because, you know, I play ping pong as well. I'm a avid fan i've played for years uh and i have not tried 11 table tennis yet because i was kind of waiting because there are other ping pong options and so to hear this level of of enjoyment from you and experience that's really cool i have one Mm. question for you though um is this cross platform where because i don't have two quests but i have a quest and a rift s could i set something like that up in my home someone was actually asking that in the chat it should work yeah it's cross-platform. Devs, uh, it's the same as Air. I, I did this with Iron Lights recently, where Iron Lights was uh, has similar sort of cross-platform functionality, where you can go into two different systems and play, and hook up in Iron Lights and play a, a duel together. I've been playing Quest to Quest since it's such a, it's such a good example of, you know, just 
what we all kind of want out of VR is just multiple people being able to play something together wirelessly. Mm. Um, but yeah, these games, some of these games really do have the cross-platform support, and that's really cool to see. That's did, awesome. Did you, uh, did you or Julie try the VR power yet? I'm wearing it right now with my link. How do you like it? I've not heard from you about it. It feels really nice, yeah. So I've got the VR power accessory on the back of the Quest, weighing it down, keeping it up off my face, and it feels really comfortable. Yeah, I, I really like it. And it doesn't get warm either. Like I mentioned in my review, like I wore a quest for nine and a half hours in one day and it it's, never. My, mine isn't on right now. Just have the the link. Yeah, I mean, of it's link. just yeah. doing the counterweight thing. You know what? I'm going to order one of those as soon as we're done with this show. I, I, I have heard it. so many good things about it. I think I need to just go order one right now. I sat in a quest for nine hours, nine and a half hours, nine hours and 28 minutes and 38 seconds, whatever the heck it was. But <laughs> I'll go so far as like, so I had a post out this week about uh, an editorial sort of hoping that Facebook does a wireless link, right? Oh, Where they, they're able to build a dongle that you stick into your PC. Kyle, calm down. <laughs> you, you put you put it into oh, your that PC. That would have been more it, of a Tatiana one, but okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, and it manages the wireless connection between your PC and your Quest. And I will go so far as if Facebook actually does that, if, if they're able to do the wireless version of Oculus Link, VR Power seems to be like a must-have accessory because then you've got unlimited battery life. I mean, not unlimited, but all-day battery life out of a Quest. And then you can charge it up overnight and get going And it can tomorrow. charge your phone. We, you did test that out because yeah. that was one of my theories. I was like, wait, because I don't have like an Android phone with USB-C. So I asked Ian if it would actually charge his phone. And he said it did pretty quickly. Does it have multiple outs? Yes. So there is it, well, it's a, one out. Yeah. It, well, there's outs, a guess, yeah. there's one input like the, that you use to charge it. And then there's a one amp uh, out and then a three amp out. And you use Ooh. the one amp out for like other accessories but you use the three which is in the middle for the to power the quest because i could see having wireless headphones with the quest yeah you could probably plug and... that in, like if it's like an adapter a usb-c yeah, adapter mm -hmm. keep in mind bluetooth amp. bluetooth yeah. on quest isn't working for, for hey someone should right buy now. an article okay that. oh wait yeah, we did that'd be a good idea hey yeah, good maybe you thing. could read that yeah. on upload vr right now you can probably see it on the front page still well, not right now, but give it a couple minutes after we're done with the show. Uh, no, right Tatiana, now. have you played anything uh, fun this week? I've played this cool game. It's it's great. It's brand new. It's called What in God's Name is Oculus Software Doing to My Computer? And it's 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 <laughs> been ah, yes. fantastic. It, it has been – I mean it's just like one of those things where like it's just such a mystery that – you know, you're just screaming and, and, and throwing things. And you're like, wow, this is such a great experience. So that's uh, yeah, that, so yeah, when that I joined the download. Uh, yes, yes, it is. I oh, believe cool. so. When I, when I joined the download today, my lip sync wasn't working. And I had to actually connect today on a second PC to get my lip sync to work with no explanation as to why lip sync wasn't working on one. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually working because I'm not at my machine at home. I'm on someone else's machine. Um, but I, I don't know if like my lip sync works yet on my it's, machine. It, it's It's been crazy. Yeah. 
it's it's very frustrating well so. and, you know it's uh it, it's it's a saga that you've been going through yeah, at this point yeah and and you know it, it's it's not an uncommon story i mean i've heard other people have challenges i have personally had challenges where just one computer refuses to do it right but everything else does and it could be you know usb drivers it could be usb power it could be something conflict you just don't know because this stuff isn't solid yet i think i do think it too. is the software yeah. though oh yeah because i had the headset unplugged and the software installed and it still did it hmm. so i'm it, it's very confusing i'm working with oculus on it to like make long story short for for people wondering what the issue is basically uh on sunday my computer black screen and rebooted and i was like whoa this is weird and i had someone remote into my computer and experienced it person and they said it was an oculus error um and now basically with rift s plugged in or the rift or the oculus software installed my computer anywhere from every five to 30 minutes freaks out and logs out of my computer and it is just it has not been fun but as i uninstalled everything and unplugged everything my computer stayed on all night so it's been a mystery well just don't give anything a one-star review because you're having technical issues no 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 i'm not that kind of person (laughs) jamie how about you what have you played this week i have to be very careful uh i've been playing a lot of things under embargo so i can't talk about them there's lots and lots of games out at the end of the month just just in case you didn't realize uh so instead of talking about what i've been playing i'll be talking about what i've been doing which is yesterday speaking of quest things I uh, made myself a little Frank quest mod. I'm wearing it right now. Okay, you said it was really easy, right? It was. It was really, really easy. So if you don't, if you don't know, Frank quest is taking a quest, uh, removing the head straps, which even though it feels horrible to do, does not damage the quest whatsoever, and then taking a Vive Deluxe audio strap with industrial strength Velcro tape and attaching that to the Velcro on the quest itself. Then taking the deluxe audio strap uh, audio jack, plugging it into your quest, and you suddenly have, a again, a much more comfortable, uh, better audio quality quest. So I did that yesterday. We're going to have a video on it um, because I filmed all myself swearing my way through it. Um, and, yeah, it's good. I'd, it's still not, like, as, as comfortable as I was hoping it would be, but it's definitely... I used to have just weights on the back of my quest, which is doing okay but it started biting into the back of my head after about Were you the person that strapped, like, the external battery to the back of your head? Is that you? No, I wish I was, but it, I was wasn't. Was that Harry? I literally had some weights sent over like from Harry. Singapore. It doesn't sound like something Harry would do. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, that's something we'll have on the website, hopefully next week, maybe maybe soon. So the crazy thing there is, of course, the, the other news that Vive is discontinuing its original headsets, Mm. And well, uh, we've the pro, asked the them. Pro and the the Focus, the the original Vive is already discontinued, isn't it? So, but yeah, so Sorry. the there's also the you use this accessory that is according to Amazon. Last I checked, was going to be back in stock uh, at the end of the month on Amazon, and we've asked HTC uh, whether that accessory is also going to be discontinued. But I, I think there's a fair chance that they've actually sold an, a large number of those accessories. And whenever, for, whenever it's back in stock, whenever it's back in stock, it's like straight on the uh, Oculus Quest Reddit. They're back in stock. Go now. And then they're they're only there for like an hour or something before they're gone again. I feel like an obvious question to ask is: If I Franken Quest, do I no, no. still want VR power? 
Oh, that's a good. It uh, wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit. It wouldn't yeah, fit. It's no. a different strap on the back. Yeah. yeah the, the, so the if you watch my unboxing mm. video, um, they're not my yeah my unboxing video because I actually install it in the unboxing video. Like there's these tiny like velcro not velcro things that like wrap around the strap and it's like very perfectly snug fit for the quest strap specifically yeah Mm. so the vr power fits on the back of the htc logo on the back of the quest but if i franken quest it it won't fit on the back of the oculus logo that's on the five deluxe strap what oh yeah take a look at him it's it's a thing yeah it's oh. just a lot, but yeah. he's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. Yes. Hey, you know what? We should do Hot Topic. What do you think? No. All right. Hot Topic for the week is, will Half-Life Alex live up to the hype? I, oh, I should leave I, again. I, I, I'm going to let Ian start here. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes? I'll say yes. That's okay. it. Okay. All right. Tatiana, what do you think? Yes or no? I hope so. I, I, okay. I am so I'm very desensitized, like going to all these gaming conventions and trying demos and then getting, you know, bugged out bad games. So like I'm I haven't really gotten hyped over a game in a really long time. I, I've just kind of maintained this neutral thing, but based on what I've seen, like it, it I it could. Um and I think physics wise as well, especially if you have the index controllers, is going to really like make a big difference in comparison to other games i'm hoping that the uh that the audience is telling us in your in the comments here on youtube whether you think it will or not we'll 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 take a poll here jamie while we're waiting for people to say that yeah i would like to expand the question because living up to the hype in this day and age for the half-life series is a really loaded question right because on the one hand you have the fact that this is a return of one of the most legendary gaming series and you know it's been away for over 10 years now i think it is and on the other hand you have will it live up to the hype as a vr game and one thing i always come back to is is one of my best friends has uh is like a massive massive half-life fan his favorite game of all time is half-life 2 but he hates VR. He really, like, and I kind of get why he, you know, for him, he finds the headsets way too blurry. Um, he doesn't like a lot of the interaction going into it right now. Uh, so I, for me, the important side of the, will it live up to the hype question is, is it good enough? Does it make a big enough leap that my friend would want to play it or get a headset and want to play it right and i i mean I can't, I can't speak to that yet but it's it's just yeah it's you're asking a lot of questions when you say is it going to live up to the hype yeah it's i love that and i have i played black mesa recently and oh yeah i loved i i haven't gotten through the whole game but i'm going through the ducts and uh i turn my, my, my kid is there sitting with me and we're kind of switching off and going and playing and I go into a duct. I can't see anything in the air duct. And so she says, okay, turn on your flashlight on. I turn my flashlight on, and there's immediately a head crab screaming, <laughs> snarling at me right in front of me, right in the, the air duct. Oh, nope. We both scream. We both yell. I accidentally <laughs> click a button to actually exit the, the, the game. And uh, very apparently I – yeah, I went mm-hmm. back into the game, and I, I guess I did get a shot off and killed the head crab before I screamed and left the game. 
But that was an, an enormously impressive moment. And it's incredible to me that fans have rebuilt that to yeah. such fidelity here in 2020. Um, and it's an incredible gaming experience. So to your point about living up to that, like, you know, people have a memory of that from 1998 yeah. of doing the same thing back in that game. And it's going to be hard to capture that nostalgia of something they did as a kid. So there's, yeah, there's so much to live up to if you've really been there in that journey from the beginning of more than 20 years. And also so, so much of Half-Life, the first games is the flow, right? And the pacing that is all defined by a keyboard and mouse at the end of the day, you know, like it's hard to imagine playing those games any other way, even though they did come to console. Um, And when you take put vr into the equation you know all of that is gone because you know vr is largely standardized in the way we aim and the way we you know uh, grab stuff and move and so so there is a question of you know that iconic flow of half-life that was indistinguishably half-life is that going to be maintained here as well or is it just going to feel like any other VR game, essentially. Um, hmm. And that's a really, really hard thing to, to try and work out as well. Yeah, Robert Dodge said that their worry is that it might come down when new VR slash HLA players find out nothing else compares to HLA, you will come down be a big negative in the next month or with the next release. Well, that's a good question. Interesting. That's a good question. I mean, I, w- I would say, you know, there are, there are... I would say in the last four or five months, there's there's stuff that has released that would not i would not consider a come down like play that and then maybe play asgard's wrath or play the walking dead or or stormland you know there there's definitely going to be especially if you have a rift which i know is a bit of a depressing thing to think about but uh, mainly because you know lots of people would have bought indexes for alex um yeah i, th- I think there's enough out there that that's not going to be the case and i think there's enough coming pretty soon as well i mean like the the week that alex comes out there's also going to be the room vr which i've played a bit of which is great um there's going to be down the rabbit hole um which is a really fun experimental little kind of game and then oculus studios has a another game called lies beneath releasing like i think the week after that so it's actually for some weird reason everyone like it's been like three months of like no VR releases, and then everyone decided to release stuff around Alex, which is just nuts. But um, and that happens with AAA studios yeah, too. It does, like, you it? know, yeah. like Red Dead Redemption. And what was the year? It was like Red Dead. It was Skyrim. It was yeah. Call of Duty. Like I remember that yeah. specific year was just a mess, and it was just release after release after release. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, Sorry, Animal Crossing and Doom both come out too, right? Are they? Oh yes, because uh, the correlation between three, those two is just three days 20th. before. Yeah, yeah, three days before. <laughs> so right around. So there's gonna be yeah. a lot of people talking about those two things uh, yeah, while Half Life Alex drops. I wonder, like, how how much the game will be able to stay in people's memories for Game of the Year nominations come December. You know, and provided you know it's up to that kind of quality in the first place. Like, do does Half Life Alex get snubbed Game of the Year nominations and awards because of the nature of which you play it? I don't know. It's just, it's just, mm. it's well, and that's really something that the in, the industry is going to have to come to terms with that eventually, and just say, yeah. hey, it's a VR only game, but it's still a game, so it can still yep. be Game of the Year. Who knows? Who knows? 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, do, do we have <gasps> any comments? We Scott Muckford has joined, and Hello, he's Scott. in Corona quarantine. Oh, uh -oh. Scott, be well. I hope you're doing okay, man. Scott, no. Are you okay, Scott? How are you feeling, Scott? Let us know. We're, we're rooting for you, man. But we don't have to be silent while we wait for him to answer. I'm just in the uh, Everyone, a moment of silence for Scott. No. No, we're, no. We're, what are you talking Scott? about? Scott's here. Yeah, right everyone wants everyone quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything I, else? Be well, Scott. Is, there, is there anything else in the comments? Any talk of Alex? Oh, well, actually, uh, Onakazi brings up a good point. Uh, I'll bet I, I sarcastic. Last, I last left the house last last week. I'll just no one's for the Trader there. Joe's. That's all I did. Um, I but they the said that the end of the fiscal year for a lot of companies never plays into releases with sarcasm. Like that's actually a good point because with mm. game studios, the end of your fiscal year is either like the end of March or like the end of February. Mm. It's never it, it never lines up with like a twelve year calendar. It always bleeds into the next year. That's very true. But we're still talking about VR here. It's like it's not much up to facebook like releasing lies beneath won't have a single impact on their bottom yeah for the fiscal course uh, in the next scott said that he's surviving his mate got back from thailand and got tested and waiting back to hear the results so he is also uh, in okay. quarantine until the results come back and mm. he came around to play some synth riders and then felt ill the next day so uh, you did the oh. right thing scott by you know quarantining yeah. yourself i hope your your friend is okay keep us posted yeah best goes out to you scott Mm -hmm. And 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 your friend. We're rooting. And for your you. friend. Absolutely. Cool. Big Scott fans. No, oh, yeah. Huge Scott I, fans. Both of them. Huge, huge Scott yeah. fans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that kind of wraps it up for this week. Um, Ian, do you have any final thoughts or anything to pitch? Uh, let me think. Well, I want Jamie to talk about our big announcement today. Yeah. Do, I, do, do, do. That, was, that was big. So we announced yeah. a little earlier than we were planning. Um, we are doing the E3 VR showcase again in June, which right. I know you're, prob you're probably like, what? What does that mean? E3's canceled. Basically, E3 VR is like our Nintendo Direct exclusively for VR. It's an online video showcase where we announce really cool new games, show new trailers, make new announcements, that kind of thing. Uh, we wanted to get the message out there that we are doing it this year because in light of the cancellation, which we completely understand, um, we want to communicate that, yes, you don't need to worry. We are still going to have something probably that week. Um, I mean, that's we'd already set a date, which I won't share now. We'll have a much more official announcement coming out soon. Um, but yeah, we're really, really, really excited to be returning. Um, I got some really, really cool stuff lined up for this year already. Uh, if you watch the Holiday VR Showcase back in November, I think we really kind of hit a good stride with kind of the form of the show. So I think you can look uh, back. Um, but yeah, June, uh, won't say the day yet, but just keep an eye out because I'm really, really excited about this one. Hey, Jamie, I have a question for you. Shoot, Kyle. Uh, is there still enough time if somebody is watching this episode of the VR download and says, gee, we should participate mm. in this? Uh, should we contact Jamie and say, hey, we want to be part of this awesome showcase? You you should contact me. But you should also contact the entire team on a special email we have for it called Showcase at Upload VR. Um, showcase yeah. at UploadVR.com. Dot okay, com, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, no, we're definitely still uh, talking to people about being included. Um, if you have something that you would like shown, uh, there's a good chance we could work something out. So please do get in, in contact. 
Very good. Very good. And in the meantime, while you're uh, avoiding social contact and trying to stay healthy, spend all your time browsing through the back history and the log of UploadVR.com articles and mm. YouTube videos. We can keep you occupied. If, if you're just sitting around wondering what to do with yourself, UploadVR.com is a great place to uh, spend some quality time digging into vr even deeper so highly recommend everybody do that and of course check out this show every thursday at uh 10 30 ish uh a.m pacific time is that uh i think that's unless, all of it anything left well right unless you're <laughs> uh, tatiana anything at the end here I for I, I just hope that my saga with my computer and oculus ends soon so i can return to virtual reality we will work on that. Mm. We will work on that. Thoughts and prayers, please. Yes. All right. And Ian, it's, did you it's, have? It's going to be a big couple of weeks. Yeah. Like I said, like because mm -hmm. GDC was supposed to happen next week, and then we've got Alex right after. We're going to be doing a lot to make sure we keep up with everything that's happening. It's going to be a big, big time for VR. Absolutely. Uh, we don't have an actual firm date for the E3 VR showcase, do we? No, not something we're announcing okay, today. So, we okay. will be doing. We did. We did a tiny little announcement uh, today. We will be doing within the next few weeks a much bigger, more grandiose announcement. Very good. And in the meantime, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you to the folks in the chat, and we will all see you in the future. Stay Bye. safe out there. Bye.